Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your spiritual journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. All right. You know, we've been in a four-week series uh, called Pivot. Uh, this is the fourth week, and we're going to wrap it all up. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've, uh, I, I want to look at today is the life of, of Peter, because there's, there's one pivot we have to make that allows all the other pivots to happen, and that's the pivot of faith. You see, Peter becomes a, a pattern for all of us because Jesus asked a question to the disciples. He says, who do, who, who do you say I am? And, and Peter's answer isn't, isn't, isn't uh, the answer he's given before. There's a new answer. You see, his faith has moved from his head to his heart. And, and look at the answer that he gives. He says, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. See, before it's always been head knowledge. It's always been an intellectual faith that Peter's had. But in this moment, he's got a different kind of a faith. And, and Jesus holds him up as the example for all of us. He's, in fact, Jesus says, you are Peter. By the way, did you know Peter means rock? It, it, so there's a word play here. You are Peter. You are the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades. The gates of hell will not overcome it. People, theologians have argued for a long time whether they're talking about just the person of Peter or whether they're talking about his testimony. I honestly don't think you can separate the two. I think too often we try to separate people from their testimony. It, it doesn't work that way. Our life from our faith, you can't separate those. And so I really believe God is saying, you're, you're, you're a, an example that I want to use for the church. You're the foundation. That kind of a faith and that kind of a lived out faith in your life is the example for the church. And so I'm going to take a look at how did Peter get that kind of faith? Where did that come from? Did it just show up one day? How does faith really work? Well, so I'm going to take a look at Peter. We, we kind of started with him last week. Peter's this impetuous kind of guy. He's, just a, he's, a, he's, a, he's driven by his emotions. Um, he, he gets in all kinds of trouble because he, he thinks, or, or actually he doesn't think. He leaps before he thinks. And uh, so Let's take a look at, at Peter. Now, let me paint a picture of what's going on in the whole, in, in, uh, before we, we move into this story. Jesus has just learned that John the Baptist has been beheaded. John the Baptist is his cousin. He's his friend. He's a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus is grieving. So he goes into a boat to get away from the crowds to be alone with, with the Father. When his time has come, as he spent that time with the Father, he now comes back to the shore, and it says he, had, he sees this huge crowd. He can't get away from the crowds, and Jesus takes time to spend with people. No matter what he's doing, he spends time, and it says he had compassion on them and healed them. He spent time. He preached. He taught, and there were lots of people. In fact, they stayed all through the day into the evening, and Jesus says to the disciples, man, we've got to feed these people. What do we got? And they find this little boy with a couple loaves and fish, and you, maybe you've heard the story, but Jesus takes that very little, that very little that that boy brings, and he miraculously feeds those 5,000 men and their families. I mean, we're talking tens and thousands of people. And sometimes, you know, maybe you're feeling insignificant today. Maybe you're feeling weak. I want you to know God will take the little and use it for much. See, faith is this. It's trusting in what we can't yet see. Faith is trusting in what we can't yet see. That, that's what makes a faith. Like we, we, we get a vision for what God wants to do in our life, but we can't figure out how we're going to get from here to where God wants us to be. How, how do we take those 
steps to get there. Well, that's what this pivot is all about. So I want us to take a look at Peter's life because if he's the example for all of us in faith and the rock that you and I are to pattern our lives after, like how to get there. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. If, you're, uh, if you have the, the, the Valley app, you can download, or actually if you haven't already downloaded, but if you have downloaded, you can, you can go to the Uversion app and you can get all the passages, fill in the blanks. You, by the way, all the Hope for Honduras stuff is there if you want uh, a list of the supplies and the needed, those kind of things. But anyway, once you join Matthew chapter 14, start in verse Verse 25, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples, by the way, I, I failed to mention this, after he, they had fed the 5,000, you know what Jesus does? He sends the disciples out into the lake. He sends them into the middle of the lake, and there's, there's a storm that comes up. There's winds and, and waves. And, uh, you know, I, I really think, I want you to picture the, the disciples being sent out into the lake is kind of like you and I, God created us, right? And he put us into this world, and he He's launched us into our life, and like we're in the middle of our life right now. And sometimes we say, God, why'd you put me here? What's going on? Just like these disciples were thinking when they were in the middle of the lake. And it's shortly before dawn, that means it was a long night, because they'd been there all night, right? And, uh, and now it's shortly before dawn. So they've been, this has been a long night for these disciples. It says, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified it's a ghost, they cried, and they, as they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter said, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith. He said, why did you doubt me? You know what, what struck me about this whole, this, this whole incident with Jesus and with Peter? At first, I used to think Peter was arrogant. Like, why did he ask to walk on water? Well, was he trying to get ahead of the rest of the disciples? You know, it had to be kind of arrogant to say, you know, I want to walk on water. That, that's what I used to think. And now I've come to the realization, up till now, Peter's seen Jesus heal people. He's, he's seen the miraculous feeding of 5,000. He's seen, he's experienced the teaching, this very authoritative teaching of Jesus that, that can only come from God. He's experienced all that, but until now, he's just had a, this intellectual assent to who God was, this intellectual understanding of God, but he's never allowed it to travel down to here to his heart. He's never been all in with Jesus. And, and so I've come to realize that maybe this wasn't Peter being arrogant. Maybe it was a, maybe he was trying Jesus out for the very first time. See, the first step of faith is this. It's earnestly deciding to allow Jesus to show himself to be who he says he is. And I think for the very first time, Peter said, you know, I kind of, I've heard he's the Messiah. I, I've been watching, but I've never really gone all in with Jesus. And, and I think that's where he's at. I think that's where he's at. And so you know what he says? He said, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, I, I, when I 
when I recommitted my life to Christ years ago, I, I remember I was at this place where I, I failed and, and, and I wasn't living the plan that God had for my life. And I wanted that. And I, I, I wanted what he had for me. And uh, I, I remember thinking, God, if you are who you say you are, you, you, can, you can move me from where I'm at. And I've come to realize that the first step of faith for any of us is just to say, Lord, if, it, if it's you. You don't need a lot of faith for that. You know what I mean? You, you don't need a lot of faith to say, Lord, if, it, if it's you, w- would you show yourself to me? Lord, if, if you are who you say you are, can, can, you, can you help me in this moment? And I really think that that's, that's what Peter's saying. Lord, if, if, it's, if it's you, look what Jesus says. Jesus says, come. When, when Peter displays this, this act of faith that comes from here and now is in here, and he says, you know what? I'm going to trust you with the rest of the chapters of my life. I'm going to trust you with the future. I'm, I'm going to trust you with everything, Jesus. I'm, I'm going all in. I'm, I want to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to step out of my boat. Jesus says, come. Jesus always gives you a part to play. You know, Jesus... Could, could save us all by himself, but in his sovereignty, he's chosen a, to give us a part to play. And you know what that is? That part to play is obedience. That part to play is obedience. You see, faith always has to leave to obedience. That's how we show our faith. That's how we prove it to the Father. And, and so, so Peter, if it's you, Lord, and Jesus says, come, the first thing he, first thing he does with Peter is he gives him a command to come. You know, I, I've always thought, wouldn't it be cool to have been there? <laughs> and, and, and maybe I could have beat Peter to the punch and I could have walked on water. That would have been cool. I'm kind of impetuous. I'm kind of impatient. In fact, we almost had no screens today because I got a little impatient. I did a software upgrade and I probably shouldn't have on a Saturday, but I thought, you know, I've tested this and we almost didn't have any screens. So, so I get where Peter's coming from. I probably got a little of that in me and uh, I think I could have beat him to the punch. Here's the thing. We all can walk on water. Every one of us are right there. Because God wants you to say, Jesus, if it's you. He wants you to take that, to try him. You've tried everything else. You've tried relationships. You, you've tried a career, maybe. You've tried, you, all these other things are like going to fill you, going to complete you. That, that's where you're going to get your approval from. You've tried those things, and they didn't work, did they? Because they don't work. And Peter's tried all those things too. He's tried his Jewish faith. He's, he's tried all these things. And yet he's incomplete. He's empty. And he needs, a, he needs a relationship with Jesus. And so he tries him. And then Jesus says, come. Jesus is asking you to come. You see, he always gives us a part to play in what he's doing in our life. He doesn't need us, but he chooses in his sovereignty to use us to to cooperate with him. I love the story um, back, this, this is, I, I think it's, it would be back in the 90s. Anyway, Michael Jordan, he was, he was with the Bulls. And uh, man, things were going well. Like this was at the height of the career. And they're, they, he, they're in the, they make it to the, you know, to the, to the uh, tournament. And uh, they're playing in the championships. Uh, and, and, and one game, Michael Jordan just goes off. Like, 
He's good, right? He's always scoring 40 or something. Like he scores 69 points. Everything he throws up goes in. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those days where you're just rolling. And there was a rookie, his name was Stacy King. He was playing at the same time. He got in for a little bit and he, he scored a point. And, and so, it, it, but it was just a tremendous game and they win in overtime. And it's just this tremendous game. And so afterward, the reporters are in the, in the locker room and they're, they're interviewing Michael Jordan and all that. And they, they eventually make their way down to Stacy King. You know, he's got to be patient. He's, <laughs> and, and, and they ask him, what are you going to remember about this game? This was, man, this was a game, the rookie. All, he said, I'm going to remember this is a night. Michael Jordan and I combined for 70 points. <laughs> he scored the one. That's really what we're doing. Except it's way bigger what God is doing. See, God has made it possible for you and I to have faith in him. He, he's made it possible for us to be forgiven. He's made it possible for us to step out of the boat and trust him. He's the one that even gives us our faith. It, it, the book, the Bible says he's the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one that allows us to even have the ability to say yes to him and to trust him. But you and I, we have a part to play, and that is we have to trust him with the little that we have. And so the question is today, will you trust him with the little that you have? Because he's worthy of our trust. He's the one who's the creator. He's the sustainer. He's the God of justice. He's a God of mercy. He, he's, he's a God who, who restores us and remakes us. And so the question is today, what's holding you back from trusting in him? And Jesus says, come, trust me with your marriage. Tr trust me with your emotions. Trust me with your family. Trust me with your plans for the future. Trust me with your eternity. Come. Together we're going to do something great. We'll score 70. It says, then Peter got out of the boat. P Peter responds to the call of God on his life. You see, if you and I don't respond to God's call, whatever that is, if we don't respond to that step of faith, whatever he's calling us to, then that, that's us getting out. That, that's stepping out. Now there's, there's the first time we step out of the boat, and then there's this ongoing relationship because, because there's a relationship with Jesus, and the, and the start of that is stepping out of the boat for the first time, isn't it? We've trusted all the other things of life, but now we have an opportunity to step out of the boat and trust in Jesus, but the, the, the life doesn't, the, the following Jesus isn't just one step out of the boat. It's like there's a lots of steps afterward in there. There are a lot of steps of faith afterward, but Pete, I'm convinced this is, this is Peter going all in with Jesus. And, th and then there's all these other steps that he's going to take along the way. And Peter's doing just fine. He gets out of the boat. He's doing just fine. Look, look what happens. By the way, I really believe this. Faith is simply taking the next step you know to take wherever you're at. If you've never said yes to Jesus, faith is simply taking the next step you know to take. And you know what the next step is? to move your faith from here to here. Like this faith doesn't get it. The only faith that works is the one that says, you know what, Jesus, I'm gonna put into practice what you, I'm gonna trust you with my future. I'm gonna take the step out of my comfort zone. I'm gonna take the step away from the things I've been trusting and I'm gonna trust in you. But some have been journeying for a long time. You say, well, I, you know, I've been walking with Jesus for 10 years. I've already taken that first step. Well, you know what I've come to discover? 
Sometimes in 10 years, in the 15-year mark, you're still taking steps. And sometimes those steps can be almost as difficult as the first step. You know why? Because you've got a lot to lose. Have you ever noticed that? You've been walking along, maybe, you know, hey, you've been, you know, as a pastor here for a while, and, uh, and God called us to launch the Troy campus. I thought, could lose the whole thing doing that. Well, ooh. Like right now, you know, people think I'm probably doing okay, and like it's all going well, and why would, I don't know, there's a lot to lose. Like if we do that, and it falls apart, and we send people and money, and then it doesn't go anywhere, and then this thing falls apart. But very clearly, God called us to do that. So we, I tell you, sometimes you, you can get to the place where you have too much, you think, to lose. Because we begin to care more about what people think, and we're comfortable in the place that we are. Don't ever get too comfortable. Take the next step you know to take. After Peter got down out of the boat, you know what? It says Peter walked on water and he came toward Jesus. I love that. He walked on water. Do you know what faith does? Faith unleashes the supernatural. It unleashes the supernatural. If you want to do great things, if you want to want God to do great things in you, it's going to take a step of faith. You don't have to have a big step, but you got to take a step of faith. Peter didn't experience that. I think that was part of what Peter was feeling. It had all been up here, but he hadn't experienced God's power. And then he'd seen Jesus do all those things. He came to the place and says, you know what, I'm going to try Jesus. And and, And he gave his heart to Jesus. He took that step. He took that step of faith of trust and he got out of the boat faith is saying yes to god and to his power it's saying yes to god and his power it's being willing to risk all that you have i I got this wall in my office it's it's uh it's my wall of courage (laughs) it's got quotes of from from scripture on there it's uh it's got it's got it's got sayings from and 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 uh, say, yeah sayings from different people who've who've shown courage and I when I need courage I look at that wall. One of my favorites is from Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was this missionary to China and uh, he went he went to China. He really felt God calling him to go just reach the people there. And and the prevailing wisdom at the day was that when you there were a lot there were already other Chinese or mission organizations there in China, but they all stayed around the coast. They all stayed around the edges of the the country toward the sea coast because they 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 said you can't go to the inland. It's dangerous there. People won't respond. They're differently. And they and they said the the only success is right here. The only way we can work is right here. And Hudson Taylor said, but that's not where I'm called. And they need reached. And, and I feel God moving me. And so he went. When everybody has said, no, you can't do it. It's stupid. It's going to be impossible. And he went and he created this thing called the China Inland Mission. And he went inland and he began to reach hundreds and then thousands. And, and he changed, I think, today, if you looked at the impact and the ripple, it could be millions. I love what Hudson Taylor said. He said, I found that there are three stages of every great work of God. First, it's impossible. Then it's difficult. And then it's done. I think the hardest step for all of us is that first step. Because it seems so impossible. You know, I come to realize in life is that like when God calls me to do something, 
he gives me a vision usually. He, he kind of paints a picture. This is, this is where you're going. This is what it's going to look like when you get there. And I'm over here. And I can see it, but I have no clue how I'm going to get there. I, I can't see the steps. You have a vision for what your life's supposed to look like. It's right here. God paints a great picture, a vision for what your life is, is to look like, what his future is for you for eternity. We had, uh, when we do baptism, we did a child dedication in the first service. Th th that young family that dedicated that child, they got a picture of what that child is to look like, what they are to train him. They, they can just look at Scripture. It's very clear what the picture is. But they're over here. And, and I think that's what God does. He, he gives us that, but he, we're going to have to take steps. Step by step by step. And as we take steps of faith, God's going to make it clear and we're going to move toward that vision eventually that's where we're going to be. But I think the first step can be the hardest. Have you noticed that? Everything seems impossible. How can I trust Jesus with my life? i got too much to lose. Like, like I can't even see him. And, and what if he can't handle it? I, I don't know. I don't know what your, what, what your thought is. What, what's that thing that makes it hard for you? Here's what I've discovered. Not only is it for the first time believer says, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm trusting in Jesus. And I used to trust in my work and I trusted in my, I'll tell you, when I grew up, I trusted in my family that maybe they, because I was part of this family, that's why I would be saved. And, and I trusted maybe because I was going to church and, and I would do this evaluation. I'm probably better than them. And they, yeah, anybody ever play that game? That means you're at the bottom of the heap when you're playing that game. But, but I do those kind of evaluations to try and figure out where I stood in the whole thing. And I, I was trusting in those things and not in Jesus. And, and so that first step. But you know, you can be following Jesus for a long time. And you know what? You've been following him step by step in obedience for 20 years. And then something changes. Maybe there's a death. And now you have a, you're, you're building a new relationship with somebody. And you have another chance to do it God's way. But you can, you can do it your own way. Maybe you, maybe you had a, a new job opportunity and, and so you took that job and now it's pulling you away from God and your family. And you kind of rationalize it as it's got to be God's will. It's, I'm making more money and I'm doing this and, and it's not. You see, you and I are going to have to take steps toward where God wants us to go. We're going to have to take the next step God is showing us to take. And when Jesus says, come, will you come? Will you, will you obey him? Will you go where he's asking you to go? I, I, think, I think when I look at, at, at this story, I see Peter in a whole different light. I, I see someone who finally decides to trust Jesus for who he really is. And then God gives him some commands. God tells him what he wants him to do. So he'll end up in the place he wants him. And when Peter obeys him, he's doing fine. But, but and he's walking on water. Do you know God wants every one of you to walk on water? Not physically. In that case, I believe God intervened in the natural order of things and Peter walked on water. You and I probably, I don't know if God's gonna do that for us or not. It'd be great if I'd have beat Peter, I might've got there, but I didn't. But in this life, he wants you to walk on water. He wants you to do things that other people say, that's impossible. How could that person forgive them for what they've done? How? 
He, he wants you to walk on water. But you're going to have to obey Him in the steps that He shows you. Here's the thing. Peter, he, he was doing fine when he got out of the boat. He's looking at Jesus. He's moving. And then the wind and the waves start. And then he gets focused on them. And what does he do? He sinks. Maybe you're here today. You start off well, but now you've sunk. Like you've gotten too caught up in things around you. Too caught up in, 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 in maybe your own press. And, and you've been impressed with yourself and haven't kept your eyes on Jesus. Maybe you haven't been willing to take the next step of obedience God's given you. You know what I've learned that happens in those moments? You sink. If I had a dollar for every time somebody came to me and said, you know, Pastor Andy, it was going really well, and then, then I got this job. It was going really well, and then I got into this relationship. It was going really well, and then I started. And it's always, I went from following Jesus and, and focused on Him. I got caught up in the noise. I got caught up in all these other things. All of a sudden, I took my eyes off Jesus and began to sink. Every time it happens. Here's the good news. If that's you today, Jesus reaches out his hands to Peter and says, here, and he lifts him back up. That's what God wants to do in your life. And so if you felt like, oh, I was doing well, but now I'm not. God wants to help you. I walk in the, in the cemetery uh, and run there. Um, it's just a wonderful place to go for a jog. And, and through there, you know how God speaks to you. I'll just tell you, most time he speaks through his word and he, get, he paints a picture for what he wants for your life. He paints a picture for your steps of obedience. You don't have to go, you know, trying to figure it all out. But there are times when he, in a still small voice, makes things clear. Oh, he's made things clear to me that I'm to go make disciples, that I'm to invest and invite in people all around me. Um, I'm to have compassion when I see people and uh, spend time with him. And so, uh, and then with his impression on top of that, it became very clear. I was supposed to talk to this guy I see in the, in the cemetery. So I spent some time and we, I started to build a relationship. And I, you know, sometimes you're thinking, should I really do that? I mean, is this crazy? What the guy going to want to talk to me? You know, <laughs> anybody else feel that way at times? You're like, oh God, you, you, you really want me to do that? So, so I took those steps and, and actually it, it started to work out. We started to have this connection, started to talk, you know, just when we see see each other out in the, in, the, in the cemetery. And over time, a guy asked me, he came up to me one, one day and said, hey, I'd, tell me about your church. I don't know, we must have somehow brought that up somewhere along the way. And so he began to ask me about that. And he said, you know, I'm going to come out there. It wasn't just a few days later that, um, that, that he almost lost his life. And uh, he's recovering now. I, I, I really believe that that, that appointment was divine. And that was, a, that was a step of obedience I had to take. And I don't really even know how it's going to come out yet, but I do know this. I really believe that, that man, that God wants to use him in a huge way. I, I just get that sense. You know, sometimes you get that sense that God's going to somehow work through them in, in a big way. But it's going to come down to him taking the step of obedience, whatever that is that God's called him to take. I, I, I just see it so clearly that you and I are going to have to trust Jesus completely. We're going to have to get out of our boat. We're going to have to take that step when he says come and wherever he says to go, we're to go. And just take the next step we know to take toward the picture that he's painted for us. We don't have to know all the details. He, we just have to know the author who's writing the next chapters. 
and know that he is good and he's God. He can write those chapters for us and they're going to turn out better than if we wrote the book. And if we'll do that, we're going to walk on water. Between the two of us, God and us, we're going to score 70. I really believe this pivot of faith, these steps of obedience are what's holding us back from seeing all the other pivots happen. To seeing the miracles that God wants to do in our life. Because we say, well, I want to trust you, but we trust him up here. We don't trust him completely with our life. And so we never hear the come. We never obey the call. And so nothing ever changes. So, so here's my challenge for you today. What is that next step that God is calling you to take right now? Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus, and that next step is just to get out of the boat, to let it go from here to here. And say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm not till now. I've heard all about you, but I've been waiting for more information, or I'm waiting for this, or I'm, no, to push all those things aside and say, Jesus, I'm, I'm going I'm to trust you. I'm going to trust you to forgive me and to remake me and make me new. I'm going to get out of the boat. Maybe you've been following Jesus for 10 years, 20 years, and, and there's a new challenge that God has just put before you. He's challenging you to take a next step of faith. And for you, maybe that next step is just as hard and just as impossible as it seems almost that first step. God wants you to trust him all over again. He says, come. So, so that's what he's saying to you today. Will, will you obey him with that next step of faith? I'll just tell you, a lot of possibilities come to mind. Maybe it's a relationship that you need to break because it's not God's plan. Maybe it's a relationship you need to build because it is His plan. He wants to use you in someone's life. And yeah, you just it's going to be awkward and who knows how it's going to come out. That, it's not for you to worry about. He's writing the book. You just take the next step of obedience you know to take. Some of you, maybe, maybe it's generosity. Like you've been hanging on. And the first thing when you, when you get some extra money is how can I spend this? Maybe you've got like a full closet of shirts like I do and two-thirds of those you don't wear and maybe, maybe it'd be better instead of hoarding those to hand those off. Maybe you're like me when I began to tithe. Tithing is giving 10% of your income so that God can accomplish his mission here on earth. And, and, and in that, you're putting him first. Maybe you were like me. That was the hugest step of obedience for me. Because like we didn't have financially, it was, it was not going well. We were under float. I, I still I tell the kids, I, like I did a balance sheet, liabilities to assets. Liabilities far outweighed the assets. I'm telling you, we were negative. And yet God said, come, trust me with this. Man, has it opened up the window of faith in other areas. So this isn't about the church need money, by the way. It's absolutely not. We're doing great. God's blessing. It's about you. It's about you taking the next step of obedience wherever he says come. Maybe you're supposed to serve as a life group leader. Maybe you're supposed to serve in, in some way in the community. I don't know. I want to challenge you to take the next step of obedience God's called you to take. Because if you don't do that, you're going to sink. And that's what God has just impressed on my heart. Andy, I know you've been on this journey a while. Never get too much 
Never, never think you, you've, got, you've, got it, you've got too much to lose. Never think that, that just because you took those steps that it's, everything's cool. No. See, I can never stop looking at Jesus and taking the next step toward him. And neither can you. But here's the great news. If we will trust him with our next step, we're eventually going to get there. You know, when we launched this church, when Pastor Paul launched it, we had no clue this thing would turn into the Valley Church and two campuses and, and, a, and a campground and, and an online streams that reach people around the world. And it's just crazy. How did all that happen? When, when here you was, a, a pastor and a small group of people and know nothing. Step of obedience after step of obedience. And when you look back, you're like, ah. Oh. But when you're on this side of it, it's impossible. And yet that's what God wants us to do, trust him with the impossible. And then we get to walk on water. And people say, ah. Oh. And you know, it's not walking on water so they say, oh, look at Andy. Or look at whoever. No, it's walking on water so they can say, Look at him. Look at God. Look what he's doing. That, that's what God wants to do. And when we'll do that, pivot all the others, will happen. Let's pray. Father, I, I pray for all who are in, in, listening today, all who are watching, and all who need to take that next step, which is every one of us. Father, would you give us the faith to take that step out of the boat, to take that next step toward you, whether we're just getting started or whether we've been at this for a while. And would you take away our unbelief, Father? Father, would, would you help us as we walk on water to, to give all the glory and the honor and the praise to you? Because while we need to cooperate with that little bit of faith that we have, which is evidenced by our obedience in these steps, you're the one doing it all. You're the one that created us. You're the one that even gave us our faith. You're the author and perfecter of our faith. It's really all yours. And so we pray as we move through this life that you would be glorified and that we would have such a joy in being used by you. Let us pivot in our faith and trust you completely and keep our eyes on you and not get caught up in the wind and the waves and the distractions of this world. And no matter how impossible life on this planet seems, <laughs> help us to keep our eyes on you. And this is what we ask, and we ask it in your great name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Man, you guys ready to pivot? Yeah. I'd love to hear what God is calling you to do. I'd love to hear. There's a call to say yes to Jesus and begin that journey with him, but there's a call to obedience along the way. What's the next step God is calling you? I would love to know. I'm sure it's like it might seem small to you. Others might seem big. That'd be encouragement. So and when, you, when, you, when you get that settled in your heart, would you, would you let me know? God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected to all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend because change lives, change lives.